welcome to Don't Cut Me Off. My name is G Weave. I'm here to have a conversation like I'm always. So sit back, let's get ready to get into various topics. And then once again, welcome to the podcast. off talk about things i like to talk about you know what i'm saying today i'm about to grind my gears and you know this is one of my favorite parts today i'm grinding my gears about the continuous hate and downplaying of kevin durant and kyrie Irving. it's just strange to me you know how you get what i call basketball gatekeepers who can make these decisions about what player is great, what player is not. And it just rubs me the wrong way, you know. I look at somebody like Nick Wright, who can sit and try to say that Kevin Durant is not a top 10 player. And where where does Nick Wright go off where he can even make a comment you're not a top 10 talker on the radio you know you know it's all right for you to have your opinion but can you ever have an opinion without seeming like you hating i can't get mad at him saying that but when i look at it kevin durant is a top 10 player and again they keep going back to things about him going to a super team. And I, I don't even want to talk about it because I'm exhausted about talking about it. It's like, I just don't understand the, the hate for this man, you know, and how they want him to be able to do things that he can't do, you know, I mean, and when I say he can't do it, it don't mean he can't do it as far as leading the team, but the word team as a definition is more than one. So if the team is more than one, individual is a singular. If we look at all the teams that have won anything with great players, the great players push it over the top, but they also push it over the top with help. You can't do it alone. So I don't understand players like Charles Barkley. I don't take anything away from Charles Barkley's greatness. Other players do. They throw in his face that he ain't got a ring. Dominique, John Stockton, Carl Malone. They throw in their face that they ain't got a ring, so you can't be in the top 10 or 
None of that because you're not a champion. Who, who, who came up with that? Who came up with that? That's what I don't understand. Who came up with, if you don't have a ring, you're not a champion? We all in agreement that Jordan wouldn't be Jordan without Pippen and the rest of the team that he had with him. Because the last time I seen, it wasn't Jordan and Pippen against Phoenix. It wasn't Jordan and Pippen against Portland. It wasn't Jordan and Phoenix, I mean Pippen, against the Phoenix Suns. Or the Seattle Sea Supersonics. Or the Utah Jazz. The last I seen, they were other pieces that helped. Just like they can sit up and say, well, you got to have this and this to be qualified for that. This ain't a job where you got to have a master's degree for the field. It's basketball. We talk about gatekeepers all the time. But my gear being burned is the constant hate. Barkley, you're great. You are a top 20 player, no matter what nobody say. Carl Malone is a top 15 player, with no, no matter what nobody say. Put him wherever you want to put him. You don't have to have a ring to be in the top conversation just because you don't give a, get a ring. Because getting a ring is all based on a lot of things. It's based on the organization, the players they put around you. And I don't want to hear the LeBron James comparison because that's an anomaly. LeBron James was a different type of person. No one does that. He's a different type of player. No one does what he does. He's in a different category all alone. But to see the constant hate and envy it looks like you're envious and jealous. Only when he does well is when he gets the praise. But doing bad doesn't make him not still a top player. He has to just overcome. His career is not over. And then you can't turn around and jump back on the bandwagon once he does accomplish these things. I would like to question and ask anybody, give me any player and put them on a team with no one that has any skill set and, 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 and give them a top coach and tell me if that, that player is going to win with that team. And a good example is LeBron James. LeBron James ain't settling for any kind of roster. He has to put the roster together to win a championship. It didn't work out this past year. That's why the haters jumped on him. But I was one of them, not for hating on him, but for instead of hooping and letting the management bring the players in and you having a say, but if you don't get your final word, it shouldn't matter. You have to do what's better for in the organization. You decided you wanted Kevin. I mean, not Kevin. You decided that you wanted Russell Westbrook, and it didn't work out. But to constantly come down on Kyrie and Kevin Durant, 
these sports talks are, I mean, these guys are not sensitive, but it's just that y'all look bad. Y'all look bad with all the hating that y'all do, talking and, 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 and trying to uh, call somebody names and what they can and can't do. Kevin, in the end, just want to hoop. In the end, his legacy is set. I don't know of no player that haven't recruited or went anywhere to get help. Michael Jordan didn't recruit anybody. The Bulls organization puts players around. Michael Jordan wanted just to play against the best. LeBron James, he can no longer bear the burden of carrying Cleveland without any help, and he couldn't get anybody to come to Cleveland, so he left Cleveland, and he recruited people to come with him so he can win some championships because he was getting older and his legacy to him was on the line. So what does that mean for Dominique Wilkins? He's not a great player. Uh, Patrick Ewing's not a great player. Would it be nice for them to have a championship? Yeah, but it don't take away from their individual accomplishment. Barkley is better than a lot of people with a ring. You think Draymond Green can stop Charles Barkley? You think Draymond, Draymond Green is better than Charles Barkley? Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman, no. Did he participate on a championship team? Yes. I just wanted to grind my gears on everybody just hating, man. I ain't, I ain't never, I, I ain't no hater. You know, I just try to keep it 100. But let's get the party rolling. Let's have a conversation. And that is my topic, about just having a conversation. What... is the criteria of being a, a top player. Is it rings? Is it points? What is it? Is it all the above? I mean, we can go to every sport and have this topic. In basketball, it seems to be you got to at least have a ring, uh, you gotta you gotta be able to be playing at a high level at, at during your peak. Uh, you have to have playoff success. Um, you have to have some type of individual award. Uh, I mean that's this is what it seems like in order to be called a top five player. I look at individual talent a lot. Like if this is this player better than that player that player better than this player. And then I look at the circumstances of each team and each era and what team was dominating at that time. So let's take, for instance, the 80s with Magic Johnson, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Bird. During that era, during that first part of the 80s, I believe the championships ran through Boston, because L.A. won five, Boston won three, and I think you got Detroit won two. Um, but this is that's that's uh, eighty nine, ninety, and ninety, ninety one. I'm trying to figure it out. I think lay up. Uh, um, Detroit got one, I believe, in the late. 89-90 season, I believe, because they did go back-to-back. 
they started off the 90s. I think uh, L.A. was 87, 88, 89, and 90 was the Detroit Pistons. So they ended the 80s. Detroit had got one. Lakers had five. Boston had three. And Philly got one. So the era was dominated by Boston and the Lakers. All the other great teams was losing. No one was able to eat. Each one of those teams had three or three or more Hall of Famers on it. Detroit up and coming team building their legacy could not get through those teams. The Milwaukee Bucks could not get through those teams. Like I said, it takes great players and great team to beat a, another great team. That Philly team had Moses Malone, Doctor Doctor uh, Doctor J. Mo Cheeks, if I'm not mistaken. Great Hall of Fame player, all-time greats. Jordan era, where they won six championships. The first three, and then they heat, uh, Jordan left. Houston won two, then Jordan came back and won three more. But just talking about it that span, no one was winning. A lot of great teams. He stopped a lot of great teams. Gary Payton, he had to leave to go get a ring. And he was past his prime. That put a exclamation point on his career. But it didn't take away from him being a great player. But it just made him a champion. Kenny Smith, he's a good player. He's not a great player. He's not a Hall of Fame player. But he is an important part of a championship team, and he was a valuable asset of a championship team when he went to Houston, and he contributed to win a championship. The driving part to that team was Akeem Olajuwon, a transcending NBA player, well above average superstar player, a great player, once-in-a-lifetime type of center. You don't get all the time. Transcendings are players that just are, are different. Transcend means you transcend sports. So let me backtrack. Akeem Olajuwon is a superstar player. Transcending is not many transcending players that your your global reach you're not just a basketball player you're more than that to, to the to the sports world LeBron James Michael Jordan they're more than that if Giannis stays on his path he's more than just that Magic and Bird they were more than just Superstar players. They transcended the game. They carried the game. But back to the gatekeepers. And I sit and I think, I mean, it's so many great players without rings. Do that take you out of the top whatever? No. If you're better than a player, you're better than a player. If one team was able to get lucky enough to be, or one player was able to get lucky enough to be on the team that won championships, then they, they, they were blessed to get a championship. Patrick Ewan, that team had 
a great team. They went up against the Bulls. They went up against other great teams. Other great players. At that point, it's a chess game. The best chess player wins. Charles Barkley, great Phoenix team. Good enough to win the championship. It's just that he went up against the God and the Chicago Bulls. If Jordan what wasn't in them era in that era, it would be a lot of different champions. That's a fact. David Robinson was put putting along until that Tim Duncan came along. David is a great center. He was able to get his ring due to having a young stud and Tim Duncan, and David participated in helping. But David was great for a long time. It's a lot of great players with no rings. That don't make you not great. You can't take away from Kevin Durant's two rings and his MVP and his MVP in the finals. And you can't take away the fact that Golden State couldn't get the job done when he got hurt. You can't take away the fact that Curry, some he didn't show up in his championship moment. So it doesn't take away from their greatness. You just don't like a player. And you can sit and say you don't, but you don't. You can have your criticism, but you don't like them. He is a basketball god on earth. A godly being on earth. Demetrius. Jordan is more than. Jordan is infinity. Jordan is above all. He looks down on all. No one is at his level. Not even LeBron. LeBron is above Everyone else. Kareem is right there with LeBron. It's like a pyramid. And Jordan is the top of the pyramid. And then everything else is below. I'm not going to get into the debate with that anymore. That debate has been gone. But the constant hate on LeBron. On these players. Everybody's not going to win a championship. It doesn't mean that you're not a great player. Ray Allen was a great player for the Milwaukee Bucks. Great player for the Seattle Supersonics. He went over to Boston. Got him a ring. He left Boston. Got another ring. But if he never got a ring, he still was a Hall of Fame player. Still was a great player. You going to tell me Carl Malone is not a top 10 player? Because he don't have a ring? then you're definitely drinking. And it must be laced with something because that's a false statement. You can't tell me that somebody that's a third all time in scoring in the history, in the history of the game is not uh, in a top 10 or top 15. 
just because he doesn't have a ring. Every top 10, top 15 player, just because they don't have a ring, don't make them not a top player. Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards who doesn't have a ring. And if he don't get a ring, he'll still be a great top player. And if we individualize each position, Carmelo on the top five power forward. Chris, Chris, Chris uh, Paul is a top five point guard. You see where I'm going? We can't be the gatekeeper with stats and performance. Within within your career, you're blessed even if you can get one ring. Dirk Nowinski is one of the greatest players of all time. Top five at his position. He only has one ring. He carried a team. And where you and whether you want to believe it or not, Durant carried Golden State. I don't care about super team. I don't look at it like that. I don't look at it what's a weak move, what's not a weak move. I look at your performance. Golden State begged that man because they knew they couldn't beat LeBron. They flew him out. They catered to him. It was so-called said that Draymond was begging him to come play because they knew they probably wouldn't be able to beat LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love in that team. Kevin came over there. They were already a good team. He just put him over the top because he was a top five player. And then you had three of the greatest shooters of all time on the same team. People say that's cheating. It's not cheating when it was D-Wade, Chris Bosh. And that bench that they had was a bench full of players that could be starters. That's not cheating. That's not putting something together to beat Boston. It happens, man. People team up. That's not a weak move to go recruit other top five players. Dwayne Wade, top five player. And if he wasn't, if people say, well, he wasn't, then he was at least top ten. Same thing with Chris Bosh. Look how look how they went to four straight finals. That was a dominant team, the Heatles. They were the bad guys. Then he pulled some strings, went back to Cleveland. And he let Cleveland know what he wanted. See, the illusion is you can win a championship with one player. That has been proven false. You have to win a championship with a good coach. And if you got a bad coach, then you got great players. And if you got a bad coach, then you got a good GM. But one guy's one one works. It all gotta work. Something got to give. So the illusion is LeBron James won a championship on his own. No. LeBron James got to a championship with a bad team. 
he got tired and got exhausted of getting put out. And he decided to leave and go form a super team. He did the exact same thing when he went to Cleveland. Cleveland already had Kyrie. They pulled moves to get Kevin Love, a person that was averaging 26 and 15. And then they added some other great solid pieces around to form a championship team. Unfortunately, Kyrie got hurt, and they were able, and they lost in a championship game. But they probably could have won with Kyrie. This is when Golden State didn't have Kevin Durant. Then they came back the next year fully healthy, down to the same team whose superstar player didn't perform, Curry. And they gave up a 3-1 lead, and LeBron won the championship. Then that same team, who was the so-called best team, went out and recruited a top three player to help them to beat Cleveland. And that's exactly what happened. They went back to back. LeBron complained. How can you beat a team with them many good players? Then Kevin Durant got hurt. And they lost to Kawhi Leonard and Toronto in the championship game. But they still had some of their players. You didn't need them. Y'all won without them. That was the statement. And they lost. You did need them. You couldn't win without them. That's why you went and got them. Kevin Durant didn't want to be in that environment anymore. I don't believe he left to, to build on his legacy. No, that's, that's the dream, and that's the statement of other sports analysts. They're saying that what he has to do to, to um, cement his legacy. Who told you that? Last I seen, his legacy is cemented. So what do we have to do to cement his legacy? Uh, I don't I don't think so. He has championships, too. Akeem has, too. Akeem carried the team, but Akeem, last that time, it was big shots by Sam Cassell, Robert Ory. Akeem played a part. We watch super teams come together, sometimes early, sometimes late. That Laker team, that was cheating. Four Hall of Famers. Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Shaq, Kobe. That team should have won a championship, but they lost. Stop throwing the narrative of super team out. I don't what what's a weak move? What's it's a weak move to you. I I'll just say it was a weak move for LeBron to leave Cleveland. Stay there, stay in Cleveland. If I wanted to if I wanted to be being a hater, stay there. Jordan never left. They make these comparisons about who's greater. Uh, Jordan never left Chicago. He retired and came back to Washington past his prime after being off three years. He vacated basically four and a half of prime basketball because he was disinterested. Or he couldn't keep a, a championship team together. And he was bored. He was so great of a player, he was bored. 
And then he had a lot of personal things going on too. And he wanted to try other things because he just needed something that can itch his competitive fire. That's what people don't understand. When somebody is competitive, they are very reactional. So the gatekeepers, Shaq, Barkley, I love Shaq. Shaq, keep it 100. But I don't want to hear from Nick Wright. I don't want to hear nothing from him. He can have his opinion, but I, I just, I mean, I want to hear from basketball players and, and, and who, who played the game. Tracy McGrady, he didn't get a chance to get a ring. He's one of the top players, Hall of Famer. AI, undeniable top player, didn't get a ring. Man, come on, man. I can go on with some of the best players ever. Just because they don't have a ring don't mean they can't be in the top 10, top five. It just To me, it doesn't mean that. If LeBron only won one, one championship and had all those, all those uh, accomplishments, are you taken away from him? Because a championship takes a team. It doesn't just take one person. LeBron can do everything, as you've seen, and, and it's, it's it's the truth. LeBron can you can do not just LeBron, but you can do everything as a player: score, rebound, steals, assist. You can't play one on five. That's why LeBron is adamant of having a team around him to give him a chance to win championships, and he plays to win championships. Though I don't like how we go about it, the point being is. He making sure he ain't wasting his his years. Kevin Durant plays to hoop. And if a championship comes, it comes. But he did want a championship because he didn't want to be a player without a championship. Though he went over to Golden State. So I say this. What if he went ahead and decided to go over to Cleveland and team up with LeBron? What if he decided to go over to the Milwaukee Bucks and team up with Giannis? I mean, no matter what he would have done, it would have been a weak move. If he would went anywhere else with other super super player with, with other superstar players, it would have been a weak move. So explain to me. What else could he have done? That's why I say it's not a weak move. No matter what he would have did. What he would like I said, if he went with LeBron, that was a weak move. Now you got the top two players in the world. Unstoppable. Cleveland would have been unstoppable. They would have won four and five championships. Two number two A's on the same team, and Jordan. It would have worked out perfectly because uh, Kevin Durant is not a selfish player. Neither is uh, LeBron, so that would have worked beautifully. And I don't care if it's the team that beat you. So what? So what? What if LeBron decided to take his talents to Boston? So, who cares? No matter what you do, you're going to get criticized. No matter what you do. They're going to look for a reason to tell you that your legacy is nothing. They're hooping. They're doing what they love. They make the decisions that's important to them. 
LeBron makes the decision that's important for him. I respect that. May not like it, but I respect that. Kevin Durant made the decision that was good for him. You may not like it, but you rather respect that. It doesn't take it away from his greatness. Barkley can rip him all he wants to. The sad thing about it is Barkley you do all the ribbon, but he don't have a ring. But it doesn't mean anything to me, but it means things to other people. Shaq get on them all the time. You can't talk if you ain't got a ring. Can't talk about championships if you don't have them on your finger. Kevin can have that conversation. Ewing can't. Dominique can't. Chris Paul can't. And I want Chris Paul to get a ring. He deserved a ring. All those players I named deserved a ring. It doesn't tarnish their legacy. And you talk to them, they say, that, hey, the chips fell where the chips fell. I did my best. Everyone can't carry a team. You need help. Damon, Damian Lillard is a great player. He, did, he, he uses all his superpowers, but he still can't get over the hump because it's tough in the West. And you need great players. When Kobe went through that spell where they were losing, he was willing to leave. You hear me? Three-time champion. He, was, he wanted to prove that he can win a championship without Shaq. But he also wanted an organization that was going to put a roster around him that can revolve around him, but also compete for a championship. That's why he was willing to leave. That's why the Lakers, Jerry West, went out and got Paul Gasol, a great center in Memphis that was just dwindling away all his talent. And they added other great pieces around Kobe and got Derek Fisher and uh, Odom and Fox and, Man, Bynum was part of that. And they won championships, too, at that, with the leader being Kobe Bryant. But again, Kobe was losing without that. Kobe was willing to leave, though. A lot of these players getting to the point where they're willing to leave to go catch a ring. They start they, what they call ring chasing. Chris Paul didn't go to the obvious spot to win a ring. He went to a young up and coming Phoenix team where he looked like where he looked as it is. I can be the one to push them over the top to get a championship. And that's how it's looking. Some young some of these teams are just missing a piece. Memphis got a great player. They probably just missing another great player. Add another great player to that team. And Memphis is competing for a championship. You still need a Batman and a Robin. Memphis don't have the Robin. They got the Batman. A lot of these teams have Batman and Robin. And I don't like Batman and Robin. I'm saying they got Batman and Superman. Because Robin, to me, in, in, in the characters, he was just weak. I mean, he, he, yeah, I just, yeah. I say Robin. Yeah, I don't like Batman. I say Batman and Nightwing. Nightwing was Robin when he was able to go off on his own and do his own thing. So, yeah, you got to have Batman and Nightwing. But, again, it doesn't tarnish legacy if you don't win a championship. Stop being a gatekeeper. Appreciate the players. And stop looking for a reason to down, down their career. That's just talking. I don't care 
what nobody talking about. That Nets team was not beating Boston. The only way the Nets was beating Boston, you're not finna beat Boston with two players. You're not finna beat the Bucks with two players. The Nets was not beating the Bucks with two players. I'm sorry. You have to be fully healthy to beat the Bucks. You have to be fully healthy to beat Boston. So I didn't care. Kevin could have averaged 50. Kyrie could have averaged 45. They didn't have the other pieces they needed to push them over. And though, yeah, it looked like they could have won some of those games. They didn't. And then a lot of that goes down to having clutch performances from other players. You can't put it all on Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They were defended by the best defensive team in the league, and the game plan was immaculate. Now, if that team had Joe Harris, a healthy Joe Harris, a healthy Ben Simmons, I think we're talking about a different series. So I'm done with that. I don't care who agree or don't agree. I'm done with that. So stop being a gatekeeper, man. And I hate it when people, when people, when you go on the radio and you give your opinion and somebody had the audacity to call your opinion stupid, not level-headed, not balanced. And again, and again, I always say, okay, but I still have my opinion. You have your opinion. Your opinion is no better than mine. You may think it is, but it isn't. If I'm a fan of my team, I support my team. Everybody knows at any given time that you can lose a series. But that doesn't mean that I don't have to not support my team in saying that they can win. Any team at any time can win a series. But if you are a supporter of your team, you don't have to bend and say another team is going to win. You don't have to do that. We already know the other team can win. It's called being supportive of your team. It's not called being unbiased. That don't even make sense. It's called supporting your team. Everybody know every series you go into, you can lose or win. Period. Football. Gatekeepers when it comes to stats. They do the same thing. 10,000-yard rushers. Does that mean the Hall of Fame? Did he have an MVP? How good was his peak years? Baseball. Was he on steroids? Did he cheat? <laughs> you can have the numbers to put you in, but the gatekeepers, which sometimes are not even players, they're writers, make the decision of whether you're good enough. And they weren't even good enough to scratch the surface of any sports team. So how how backwards is that? That most of these writers are the ones that are putting in the players, and the writers are not players, but they are observers of the sport, and they say who goes in and out, who goes in and who goes out, instead of the players who played, who knows the game, who knows the clutch moment, who knows the intensity, who knows what it takes. A writer, all they know what to do is talk crazy and write. They don't know what it takes to be competitive.
being a writer, being on the sideline for 30 years watching a sport don't give you the end-all, be-all opinion of making comments, of calling somebody what they is and what they ain't. Again, having an opinion is fine, but you, you ain't played no sport. You talk for 30 years. You talk, you you visualize for 30. Who cares? Go away. I want to I want to hear from Magic Johnson, five-time NBA champion, Hall of Famer. I want to hear from Larry Bird. I want to hear Shaq. I want to hear people that can tell me and know ins and out. I want to hear from Barkley. In football, I want to hear from from football players. Not 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 people that don't know that not people that never played the sport and watched the sport. I watched the sport. I observed the sport. I want to hear from people that actually played the game. Better insight. Different opinions. I don't agree with some of the things that some of the players say, but I have more it's it's more integrity on it. It got it's a little bit more umph on it. That's why I said skip is better than uh uh uh, 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 uh Shannon is better than skip. Skip brings 102 years of experience. He's been doing sports since 1870. Shannon gives you good, honest opinion coming from a good point of view, not only as an athlete, but as somebody that now observes. Jalen Rose, someone who played at a high level, was not able to win a championship, but competed at the highest level and watched and played against players that won championships and can give you a great ob observation. I want to hear from those players. I don't want to hear from Nick Wright. They spend their time talking about people. What do people talk about you? Follow me nose. Looking like Toucan Sand. But again, that's what I'm talking about. There's no need to do all that. Just, 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 just. Just have your observation without name calling. You don't know if a person is heart or nothing. And then when you come face to face with these people, it's a different story. Stephen A. trying to punch punch uh, boxing bags and hurting himself. Sit down. You ain't tough. Nobody worried about you. Money don't make you a good human being. Money puts you in a situation to be comfortable. But money don't give you the right to talk about people who has families and who has feelings. Again, I fall back on, in sports you got to be mentally tough. Everybody's not mentally tough. In sports you got to be able to accept that you're going to get ridiculed. It comes with the game. But so what what is too far though? I get ridiculing a person for not performing, but when does it go too far? Is the question. That's what I always be wanting to know. NFL draft today is going down. All the teams, it's all about building towards a Super Bowl. It's going to be very interesting. One team I'm looking at, 
I'm looking at all the teams that are going to upgrade. I believe the football season this year is probably going to be one of the greatest football seasons of all time with all the balance. It's just so much balance. I'm excited for the John Madden video game to come out. I'm excited for the season to start. I'm excited to see the rest of the players that get picked up and added to teams to complete the roster to try to make a Super Bowl run. I'm excited to see uh, what trades go down. This is exciting when it comes to the draft. Very exciting, and I'm, 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 I'm hyped. I'm crunk. I'm ready. Blow the horn. But I'm also waiting to see what my cowboy is going to do. This is it. They got to make great selections. They got to probably pick up some more free agents after the smoke clears. And there is no excuses. Dak got to spread the ball around. They got to run that ball. They got to play good defense. They got to sure up spots on that defense. And they got to get another corner. They got to get a safety. They got to get a middle linebacker. They got to get a defensive tackle. They got to get another tight end. It's a lot of things the Cowboys got to do. Because they got to make a farther push this year. It's Dak getting paid too much money. He has to step up. But he knows that already. But the number one team I'm looking at is the Green Bay Packers. And not the organization per se. I like Gudikins. He's a good GM to me. And I'm not a hater of players, but I'm a hater of arrogance and being a bad teammate. When you get some players say a person's not a good teammate, it's their opinion. Or he's a selfish person, it's their opinion. You're going to get some that says he's a great teammate and a great person. And, yeah, you don't have to know a person to know that they're an asshole. Because sometimes your actions show that. So now I want to see... Aaron Rodgers elevate his team by being the best player on the team now because now he's the best player on the team. He no longer has his receiver in Devontae Adams, but it's all in a sacrifice to make sure he gets paid. So now, like Brady in New England, you have a good roster. You add some more good players. You have a good defense. You get some serviceable receivers. Hopefully, you pick up some more players. Can you elevate your team without complaining about what you don't have? Because I watched Brady do it. Yeah, he had a great tight end. And he had some serviceable receivers. These are the championship moments, not when he got um, Randy Moss. They played with defense, and they played with a quarterback that was, that was clutch in the clutch moments. These last three years, what is going to be your opinion of Aaron Rodgers if he can't win a championship 
the NFC is not at a strong state. It's only two or maybe three teams that can win the Super Bowl. Brady has come back back and put a wrench in the game for Aaron. So it's looking like another year where he's not going to win a championship. Then you got Matt Stafford. And then Kirk Cousins gives Green Bay all they're looking for. And now that your receiving core ain't, you always had a good receiving core. Now that your receiving core is middle of the road, can you beat Kirk Cousins? Who has better receivers? Better running backs? Hmm. I'm wondering. He most definitely cannot compete with Tampa Bay. And most definitely can't compete with the Rams. So they're going to have to get good real quick. Or these three years is just about the money and financial security in which he already had. It's not about championship. Their championship window just closed when Devontae left. And he was willing to leave instead of stay after they offered him to make him the highest paid. So think about that for a minute. But other than that, as always, you know I love talking to you guys. I ask you guys to continue to support and continue to listen to the podcast. Sometimes I get people leave, they come back, they leave, they come back. I'm going to keep pushing because I'm going to get a situation where I, I'm going to blow up. I'm getting it together. But other than that, man, God bless. I appreciate you guys. And uh, you have a blessed day. And I'm out of here.